And so begins the lawsuits and litigation of the office of the presidency. Donald Trump has taken two major actions so far, one officially, one to come. The first, the Trump campaign is suing to halt vote counting in Michigan. They say that as long as they're not being given meaningful access to the tabulation process, they do not want these votes counted. They also want to be able to see the votes that were counted when they weren't being given access. Trump is also expected to call for a recount in Wisconsin as the race is extremely close. And until they actually certify the results, he will not be able to, which will draw everything out until December. This is going to get spicy and absolutely ridiculous. But one thing I can say is we've got more information coming out. The polls were absolutely and insanely wrong. And what we are seeing is a total repudiation of the Democratic establishment and the media establishment. Not only have Democrats lost substantially in the House so far, I believe, as the time of recording this video, around five seats have flipped to the Republicans. We may be witnessing a Republican in Michigan flipping the Senate. But we are seeing in Maine, Susan Collins says that her opponent has conceded in the face of every single poll. This is absolutely insane. When you look at these numbers, you want to talk about historic, like historic polling failure. Wow. My friends, we are in for uh, a very, very long month. But one thing we can say for sure, the media, the pollsters and the forecasters have lost everything. They have no idea what the American people are thinking. And in my opinion, I think what we are, what we are seeing, if Donald Trump does lose, you know, there may be fraud, there may be impropriety. We'll get through this. If Trump loses, I believe it's a repudiation of his character. But if the Senate remains GOP and Republicans gain in the House, it shows you that the American people are not having this insane far leftism. What they want is a moderate, charismatic president. And I've said it all along. If you got somebody who was more well behaved than Donald Trump with the same policies, landslide victory. But Trump may still win. So don't take that as me saying he's going to lose. And I did vote for the guy. We'll talk all about this. We've got some updates to go through. Let me show you the breaking news first. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are many ways you can give. Got a P.O. box. You want to send me stuff. But the best thing you can do, share this video. It's the best way to help my channel as I compete with the mainstream media. And if you think I do a good job of bringing you rational and reasonable news, and you think people need to know about what Trump is doing in terms of lawsuits and recounts, sharing this video would greatly help. But don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Let's read the first breaking story. Trump campaign sues to halt vote counting in Michigan. President Trump's reelection campaign on Wednesday said it was filing a lawsuit to halt the counting of votes in Michigan until it is given access to observe the tabulation process. Campaign manager Bill Stepien alleged that it has not been given meaningful access to observe the opening of ballots at multiple locations. Now, I want to stop here and just say, There's also accusations emerging in Georgia that there's irregularities, accusations in Philadelphia since yesterday that poll watchers were being denied. Quote, we have filed suit today in the Michigan Court of Claims to halt counting until meaningful access has been granted, Stepien said in a statement. We also demand to review those ballots which were opened and counted while we did not have meaningful access. President Trump is committed to ensuring that all legal votes are counted in Michigan and everywhere else. I'm going to stop and just say, listen, if you think 
everyone's vote should count and that we should respect the decisions of the individual, then Democrat or Republican, you should support these actions. Absolutely. The only reason anyone would reject what Trump is saying here is because they just want to win. Now, of course, they're going to claim that Donald Trump wants to block votes that are coming in late because that's him just trying to steal an election and every vote must count. Okay, we have an election day. We do not have an election week. Votes coming in after the race is already over, I believe is unconstitutional, but far be it for me to decide this will go to, this will likely go to SCOTUS. However, if someone voted, it's not for you to decide who they voted for. If Trump says, I want to see who John Smith voted for because you weren't giving us access and they read it and it says Trump, but they mark it as Biden, then as a Democrat, someone saying people's votes must be counted, you certainly must agree we shouldn't allow people to have their votes disenfranchised. And if Trump is observing, I believe the Biden camp should be observing too. So let's see how, how things play out. The suit was filed after Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden pulled ahead of Trump in Michigan after largely urban and suburban counties reported mail ballot totals overnight. Trump tweeted misleading or inaccurate claims about ongoing vote counts in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania from Wednesday morning into the early afternoon. The tweets in which Trump sowed doubt about the legitimacy of counting legal votes beyond Election Day were flagged by Twitter as containing misleading information. Quote, they are working hard to make up 500,000 vote advantage in Pennsylvania disappear ASAP. Likewise, Michigan and others, Trump tweeted. Trump held an early lead in Michigan on election night, but experts had cautioned the race may tilt toward Biden as mail and absentee ballots were counted. State laws prevented Michigan officials from processing those ballots prior to election day, delaying the tabulation process. I'm sorry, that makes no sense. The only thing that does make sense is that historical voter turnout resulted in longer counting uh, times or delays. But even then, we should be able to accommodate for this by bringing on more people and hiring more people for the job. It makes no sense that mail and absentee ballots would be counted late. If the ballots would have come in in person, they would have counted them, right? So I think we got some dirty games, if that's the case. To be completely fair, however, right now, what we're seeing in Pennsylvania, obviously, is that there are votes from before Election Day that have not yet been counted. I believe, and I can check the numbers as, as of the time of recording, Trump's lead has dropped from 500,000 to 325,000. Now, Trump's camp, uh, my understanding is they believe they'll end up winning by a very, very slim margin. And that may be, and that may be true for Arizona as well, because news is coming out that there was a, a, a reporting error in Arizona. This is, this is crazy stuff where they said 95% plus precincts reporting it was actually 86. Now we're learning Trump might actually end up swinging Arizona. We don't know for sure. Based on what we're seeing today, the 500,000 vote advantage Trump is talking about, I'm sorry, he is wrong. Okay. It is just the day after election day. If ballots come in now, well, then we've got a problem. But they're saying that there are votes to be counted from election day. Now, they also mentioned that there are, I believe there are several hundred thousand ballots that were not returned that may be returned and they want an extension. That will probably go to the Supreme Court. My opinion there is that that is cut off. Look, man, I'm not trying to disenfranchise or anybody or argue for that. I'm just saying if the Democrats want to change the rules and it negatively impacts their voters, the blame is on the Democrats and we cannot change the rules 
simply because Democrats wanted to. There has to be a consensus on the rules we play by. Imagine you're watching a baseball game. We see the score. And then they say, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's, the, it's the bottom of the ninth. But before we can declare the, the, uh, the Cubs, the World Series champions, we need to stop, take a few days and review all the footage from the game and make sure there was no impropriety because maybe, no, 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 no. Bottom of the ninth, the score is in. That's it. Now, I think there's a little bit of middle ground here. They are still counting ballots today. Why did they stop? I don't know. But many people, even on the left, are saying it's a disgrace that our election system can't accurately count ballots fast enough. Why would mail-in ballots be delayed after Election Day? In my opinion, makes little sense. They could have been counting them on Election Day, same as any other ballot. But sure, my only point is the cutoff period was yesterday. I believe Trump will go to SCOTUS. He will probably win. I don't know for sure. Let's read more. Biden over Trump, uh, overtook Trump in Michigan on Wednesday morning as Detroit and suburban areas began rep- reporting their totals. The former vice president led by roughly 50,000 votes in the state as of Wednesday afternoon. Trump carried the state by less than 11,000 votes in 2016. The Trump campaign has maintained it still has a path to victory in Michigan, but it also, it also conceded that its best, best path to 270 electoral votes will come via wins elsewhere. And this is true. The lawsuit in Michigan is likely a preview of a flurry of legal actions to come as Trump's path to reelection narrows. The president's campaign has already requested a recount in Wisconsin, where Trump is trailing by about 20,000 votes and officials signal they may challenge results in Nevada. Quote, we are obviously leading a full court press to make sure that we have all of our legal teams that are in place. Senior Trump campaign advisor Jason Miller said Wednesday morning, we want to make sure that all legally cast ballots are counted. We also want to make sure that illegally cast ballots are not counted. The Nevada Supreme Court on Tuesday denied an emergency request from the Trump campaign to impose more restrictive vote vote counting procedures in Democratic leading Clark County. One day after a lower court rejected a request by the campaign and state Republicans to allow greater opportunity to observe the vote counting process. So the next major story, Trump campaign will request a recount. President Trump's campaign they said will request it would rec- a recount in Wisconsin. Forgive the autoplay. The Hill reports, quote, uh, well, let me read a little bit. President Trump's campaign said Wednesday it would request a recount in the state of Wisconsin, where Democratic nominee Joe Biden is a razor thin lead. But multiple outlets have projected the former vice president to win, quote, There have been reports of irregularities in several Wisconsin counties, which raise serious doubts about the validity of the of the results. The president is well within the threshold to request a recount, and we will immediately do so. Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien said in a statement, Biden was up by little more than 20,000 votes in Wisconsin Wednesday, with nearly all local jurisdictions having completed the unofficial count of the votes. No networks had called the state for Biden at the time of the Trump campaign's announcement. The AP and CNN declared Biden the winner in Wisconsin later Wednesday afternoon. Wisconsin offers 10 electoral votes, which could prove crucial to either candidate. Trump won the state by less than one point in 2016, and Biden has pushed to return the state to the blue category this year. There are not automatic recounts in Wisconsin, but a candidate who is within within 1% of, uh, of the winner can request one. Biden's campaign expressed confidence earlier Wednesday that the former vice president would ultimately ultimately be declared the winner in the Badger state, as well as Michigan and Pennsylvania by a wider margin than Trump won in those same states in 2016. 
We are going to win Wisconsin, recount or no recount, Biden campaign manager Jen O'Malley Dillon said on a Zoom call with reporters when asked about a potential recount in Wisconsin. Now, I believe that's true. I believe Joe Biden is on track to win in Michigan and uh, win in Wisconsin. But this does not guarantee him victory. My friends, we are going to draw this out into December because, like I said, they can't have a recount until the results are certified and the results aren't going to be certified for quite some time. Things are going to get annoying and spicy. But let me show you the results as the AP has them right now. Joe Biden is up just around 20,000 or so votes, a little bit more. And the AP has called the race for Joe Biden. However, over at our 272 win electoral map, if we give Wisconsin to Joe Biden and we give Michigan to Joe Biden, Donald Trump winning PA only gets him 266, meaning Joe Biden will win the presidency with 272. And right now, Arizona has been called for Joe Biden. But the Trump campaign says that they're actually tracking to win in Arizona, which may not be the case. It may be. It's not it's not uh, Joe Biden that's saying it. This one may be coming from the Trump camp, but it is true. Earlier, it was reported that the New York Times said due to an Edison research error, when they reported 95 percent, it was actually 86 percent. And it's entirely possible that Arizona does, in fact, flip to Trump. And if it does Trump can lose Wisconsin and Michigan. And if he wins Pennsylvania, Trump will win the presidency with 277 votes. This means it is very likely Trump is going to go nuclear on North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin and Arizona and Nevada anywhere he can for a legal battle that he might be able to win. I don't fault him for it. If Joe Biden also wants to engage in any legal uh, uh, actions, I believe he should as well. My friends, this is an extremely close race as it stands. Personally, I do not believe votes received after Election Day should count. That's not up to me. That'll be for the courts. But my personal gut feeling right now is that Donald Trump has a path to victory, but it is increasingly becoming more and more narrow. However, it's not all bad news. I'm not going to be happy with a, with a Joe Biden presidency because we got to live through eight years of the Obama Biden presidency. And I saw what that meant for foreign policy and domestic policy. And I think ultimately it was fairly bad in terms of uh, foreign policy. Domestic policy wasn't all that great, but it was kind of, eh, you know, in some areas, I think there were problems. Donald Trump, in my opinion, is the last best defense against the rise of critical race theory and leftist identitarianism and leftist neo-segregationism. So I certainly want Donald Trump to win. But I must admit, what we should be hoping for right now is a GOP Senate at the very least. I think many people have actually said this, many moderates, that although, if, you know, Trump supporters and conservatives really want to see the Republicans take everything. And I got to be honest, I do, too, simply as a statement against the media establishment and the Democratic establishment. A GOP Senate will keep a Biden presidency in check and kind of slow things down. And maybe something it may be good for us. It may kind of simmer the, the, the stew a little bit. You know, we're boiling over and we want to calm everything down. However, that's just an opinion. And in the end, what we're really going to see is going to ha- is, is going to be the result of months of litigation. And I got no idea. The one thing I absolutely do not want to happen is. Democrats taking everything. 
it's still within the realm of possibility that Democrats will take the Senate. Uh, as of right now, let me refresh the Wall Street Journal's live results. The Democrats have lost five House seats, a rejection. The Republicans have lost one House seat, but still have 48. And there are still some we cannot call, but it is leaning to the Republicans. So we can see here, Maine has been called for Collins, North Carolina, Alaska, and Michigan, and and Georgia looks like are all leaning towards the Republicans. And it seems like the Republicans will be maintaining their Senate majority, uh, their Senate majority in the governorship. The Republicans have gained one and the Democrats have lost one. All in all, we don't know what's going to happen with the president, but it does seem like we're looking at good news for Republicans, not what they wanted, but better than getting crushed. This was always a possibility. The media being 100% wrong. Now, as it pertains to Michigan, I want to highlight something. Scott Walker tweeted, after a recount in the 2011 race for Wisconsin Supreme Court, there was a swing of 300 votes. After the recount in 2016, the presidential race, Donald Trump's numbers went up by 131. As I said, 20,000 is a high hurdle. Of course, as you know, Scott Walker is the 45th governor of Wisconsin. It seems like a recount will not help Trump in Wisconsin. And that's why I highlight Trump doesn't need Wisconsin, but he does need either Arizona, Michigan or Nevada. In fact, if well, actually, no, I think Nevada's not going to matter. If Trump takes uh, if Biden takes Arizona and Trump takes Nevada. OK, so so he will. Yes, that will give Trump a 272 victory. So there is a path through the courts, which is what many of us suspected would happen. I got to say, though, personally, I am a bit surprised that there wasn't a larger rejection of the media establishment. Take a look at this from Fox News. Susan Collins claims victory in Maine. Senate race Sarah Gideon concedes. Collins, a perceived moderate, has taken sustained fire over the past few years. But you know what? Good for her. Look, Maine is not uh, uh, red or blue. It's actually split. It's like most states, to be completely honest. Let's take a look at the live election results and we can see for the president, Maine has, I believe, one electoral vote for Donald Trump and they have uh, one so far for Biden. Is that where we're at so far? Or three for Biden. I'm sorry. And one for Trump. Like most states, there's a blue area and there's, and there's a red area. Well, Maine divides up their electoral electoral votes. Susan Collins has tried to be a moderate, not just blindly agreeing with Trump. And I respect her for it. I do. As much as I might disagree with her because I think Democrats are wrong, I respect her her, her uh, trying to be a bridge and trying to still keep the sides, you know, stop the polarization to some to, to some extent. Tulsi Gabbard did the same. I don't agree with everything Tulsi Gabbard is, has proposed in her policy positions, but I can respect her efforts to try and communicate with the right and make sure the divide in this country doesn't become extreme. However, take a look at this from Greg Price on Twitter. Greg Price is, I believe, well, I'm not sure if he works for anywhere, but he said literally not a single poll in the RCP average had Susan Collins winning in Maine. Knipiak had Gideon at plus 12. Take a look at these numbers. And this is the most glorious failure of historic proportions. My friends, if there is one thing I can say in all of this that I've said in probably the past, every segment I've done so far is that the media has failed. Stop listening to them. You don't got to call them the enemy of the people, though there are certainly democratic operatives and propagandists in establishment media. 
They don't know what they are talking about. My stars and garters. Emerson had Gideon up six. Colby, four. Pan Atlantic, seven. Banger Daily News, up one. Knippiak, 12. That's just absolutely insane. Colby College, PPP, they all said Gideon would win. It wasn't even a close race. And Gideon called to concede. The media has done horrifying things to this country. They have lost the connection to the people. They don't know what they're talking about anymore. And their polls are based on Twitter's perception of reality. They need to fire every single pollster and these forecasters and these contributors and these contractors, whatever, for these networks. Time to go. Time to go. We knew the polls were wrong. You know what? I'm proud to say I believe uh, I got a decent amount of this correct. You know why? It's not hard to be wrong when you don't take harsh stances, right? I didn't know who was going to win the presidency, and no one does yet. But I did know the polls were going to be wrong, and I said it over and over again. I think the polls are wrong. We won't know for sure, but we'll see. And sure enough, the polls weren't just wrong. They were ridiculously wrong. Jeff B. on uh, Twitter, he is a attorney. Uh, what does it say? Eddie Friendly Rhino. He tweeted in ref. Uh, let me show you the first tweet. Charles Gould Ba says, as of this writing, it looks like Biden will win the popular vote by millions. The electoral vote by a small to decent margin and Dems will net one to four in the Senate and retain control of the House. If these all happen, including three in the Senate, what am I missing? Jeff says, what you're missing is that the narrative had uh, had this as a complete Democratic blowout. And not only are they set to not gain the Senate as predicted, they're actually losing House seats, which only idiot crazy people might have predicted. That's worth contemplating. I've been talking to some friends about the results and they're saying Joe Biden needs to win. And they're saying the Democrats need to win. And I said, can you ask yourself, please, why you are on the side of the billionaires, the moguls, the multinational corporations and the political establishment? Where did the punk rock go? Anna uh, Misoglia tweeted this. Fascinating data visualization of political contributions by occupation and employer in election 2020. Donald Trump's top donors include NYPD, U.S. Marines, ranchers and homeowners, Facebook employees, university professors and others in academia. Academia give more to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the candidate of Wall Street. He is the candidate of Facebook, of Twitter, of Google. He is the candidate of massive multi massive multinational billion dollar corporations. I don't understand why this is happening. I can say um, it, it's probably better to say I, I think I get it. I do. Many people on the left who are voting, uh, I believe Joe Biden gained about five million votes from where Hillary Clinton was. And Trump also gained about five million votes. So a lot of people were, have become politically active, which is a good thing. But I've noticed that many of the people I know who moved to vote for Biden are low information voters. They don't know anything about the, the Obamagate scandals. They don't know anything about Voldemort. That's right. He who must not be named the CIA, CIA whistleblower that if I say his name, this video will be deleted outright. No joke. There are strange things afoot. There are millionaires and billionaires doing everything in their power 
to make sure Joe Biden wins. And unfortunately, there are many people who claim to be progressive, who claim to be leftists, who are actively supporting the millionaires, the billionaires, and everyone they claim to oppose. I think it's because the media, the media did a good job. I'm just so curious how it is there are people who think Trump is all of these awful things. They don't even know anything about what's what's, what's, what's going on. You know, I'll just put it this way. Trump is an imperfect avatar of the rage of the American people. Those who have been paying attention for too long and want wants their jobs back, want the economy to do well and are tired of having everything extracted from them. Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, made millions in Iraqi uh, contracts after Joe Biden got into office and then began overseeing Iraq. His son got a job that paid him a million bucks a year on the board of a Ukrainian energy company. The mafia has been paying off the media to tell you all that the guy screaming about it is the bad guy. And many people bought it. Meanwhile, the mob is extracting from our communities. I don't mean any literal mob. The Democratic and Republican establishment, the Lincoln Project types, have been stealing from the coffers, figuratively, for too long. They stopped governing when they realized people will just check R or D. Finally, people rose up and said no. And it was Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. Well, Bernie Sanders sold out and Trump took over. Through all the political establishment's might, they were able to muster a very strong defense. And it is surprising to me. You know, I don't know how things are going to play out. Trump might actually win. But I think if you're sitting here right now saying that I'm wrong, that Trump is the crooked one, let me tell you, I've talked repeatedly about Trump's private properties, his corporate properties, his use of the military, uh, you know, the military coming and staying at these places. The fact that Trump Hotel is like the old post office building. I've talked about this stuff. Joe Biden's family got rich off his off of his name. Obama had a meeting with Biden and Yates and Comey, and they talked about prosecuting Michael Flynn. In FBI notes, they said they wanted to get him fired or prosecuted. Which one? We have text messages from former FBI agents saying we have an insurance policy to stop Trump. An ex-FBI lawyer has now been prosecuted for altering evidence to frame Trump in re- or to get false uh, warrants. We have seen what they have done, and they do not deserve to be allowed back into the castle. And that's it. There's not much you can say to me, but I'll tell you this. Four historic peace agreements. No new wars. The first president did this in like 40 years. The end of the Sudanese-Israeli conflict. The recognition of Israel by several Arabic nations withdrawing our troops from the Middle East, a booming economy pre-COVID, banning critical race theory, which is neo-segregationist and a violation of civil rights law. And Trump has done enough that I think he, it warrants second term. There's no clean win for anybody. If Biden wins, it will be viewed as dirty. And if Trump wins, it'll be viewed as dirty. And Twitter is censoring my post that says that. But for the time being, the litigation hath begun. I hope you're ready for a roller coaster of a month or two. We'll see how things play out. The next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastnews. It is a different channel from this one. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the nightmare scenario. I'm actually more surprised that we didn't see a ton of mass riding across the country. There was some, but not nearly as bad as many people thought it was. At a party last night, some people didn't want to come. They were worried about driving on the highways. Well, last night, several states stopped reporting their their vote counts. And now we're kind of frozen. There's a lot of weird things going on. Of course, the Republicans, people on the right are saying that 
Democrats are playing dirty games. The Democrats are saying that, no, we're just going to count all the ballots. And I'll tell you this, both Trump and Joe Biden have said that they're on a path to victory. The media has reported that Donald Trump has declared victory. Uh, he said something like, quite frankly, I think we did win. I think it's just it's all just crazy. It's crazy. But my friends, I can officially report a loser in this uh, uh, election. That's it. It doesn't matter if we wait until all the mail-in votes come in. The polls and the pundits lost and they lost by just insane margins. We were told it was going to be a Democrat blowout. We were told Democrats were going to make gains in the House. They were going to take the Senate. And Donald Trump was going to be crushed with this double digit national lead. Right now, Trump is actually on track to win and Joe Biden is not. However, what I'm saying is I got to be very, very careful here. Be very clear. As the states lean right now, Trump, if everything stopped right now, Trump wins. But they're saying they have a bunch of mail-in ballots they haven't counted yet in some states. And they're saying that in Pennsylvania, they can accept mail-in votes up to three days after Election Day to, uh, till November 6th, even if they have no clear postmark. That, to me, is one of the craziest things. But I tell you what, man. Trump may lose some of these states and the ultimate count may end up with Trump losing, but Trump is taking it to the courts. If Trump can get some of these these late vote counts stopped, he's going to win hands down. So let, let, let me show you something. And I also want to say Democrats are losing in the House. Republicans have flipped a seat but lost one in the Senate. I think uh, I think John James is project, projected to win. This is really crazy stuff. The polls were just so wrong. And you know what? I'll be happy accepting the polls were wrong. Fine. But take a look at 270 to win. Based on the current leaning of states and the current total count, right now, Trump, if everything stopped, would win 282 electoral votes. Joe Biden, 256. It would be over. However, they're saying that in like North Carolina, it's going to flip to Biden. Uh, Georgia is really close, but probably will go to Trump. And they, they, I think they're saying Michigan is now uh, uh, in Biden's favor. I'm not entirely sure. But Trump's only up by about 20,000 votes, uh, according to this map. I just pulled up the Wall Street Journal election results, but I've seen some tweets. So let me just first first say, uh, President, Biden has 238 electoral votes to Trump's 213. Biden has 50% of the popular vote with 69,141,253 to Donald Trump's 66,859,610. The governors lost one. Democrats, Republicans gained a governorship in the Senate. The Democrats have gained one seat so far. Republicans have lost one seat, but the Republicans did make a flip. That's my understanding. And in the House, this is really incredible. The Democrats so far have lost four seats and the Republicans have gained four seats. I think I was right. Look, I don't, I don't know if uh, I've repeatedly said, I don't know who's going to win. And it could be Biden because I'll tell you, man, historic voter turnout is good for Democrats. If Democrats didn't turn out in large numbers, Trump's popular vote totals are way higher than last time. So this is what I was saying a while ago, that Trump may make these gains. We know we may know many people who are like, I'm not voting for Trump. This uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not voting for the Democrat this time. I'm voting for Trump. Johnny Rotten, people like me. And that contributes to Trump's gain of around four million votes. So we know these people, but the Democrats were able to activate a bunch of 
normies, people who are just like, ah, it's crazy. Everything go back to normal. People who hate Trump. My personal opinion, and it's not meant to be an insult, but low information voters. You know, when I talk to people and I ask them about Obamagate, you know, the, the, the spying, uh, Comey, Logan Act, Michael Flynn, most people say, I have no idea what that is. Well, if you did, you'd probably vote for Trump, even if you think Trump was the worst person in the world. What we're basically looking at is serious impropriety. If Donald Trump loses, and he might, unless he wins in the courts now, and he, and he actually might, because now with uh, Amy Coney Barrett in the court, there was a four to four ruling, which sent the ruling back to the lower courts. OK, let me slow down. In Pennsylvania, where they ruled they, they can count ballots three days late. It was a four to four Supreme Court ruling, meaning essentially nothing. And it goes back to the lower court that allows Pennsylvania to count ballots with no clear postmark that are that are received at the three days later. If Trump challenges this now, because the, the court basically said you have to segregate the votes. Any vote that comes in after election day needs to be put in this pile and as and preserved as evidence. That way, if the Supreme Court rules you can't do this, then Donald Trump will probably win Pennsylvania. But my understanding right now is that Pennsylvania has not followed this order and has created no system to actually segregate these votes. So even if Supreme Court rules, they're going to say, we don't know which ones those are. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I'll tell you. I am laughing at the idea of Democrats losing House seats. Now, another big loser of last night was Fox News. Fox News gave Florida probability to Biden at like 83 percent and then all of a sudden flipped to Trump. Trump won in Florida. My friends, I want to show you something really, really. Um, oh, I, I got to go through. I got to go through this. There's so much I got to show you. You're going to be like, wow, to a lot of this stuff. First and foremost, as I said, with 270 to win, the current lean leaning states. If everything stays the way it is, Trump will win. Okay. Joe Biden needs to flip. I think he needs to win Wisconsin, but then he also needs to flip. I think two Midwestern states. Otherwise Trump's going to take it. It might happen. It might happen. Predict it currently has users betting Biden will win at 81 cents. That means they believe it's not percentage wise, but if 81, uh, if you put down a bet of 81 cents, and then Biden wins, you win a buck. So people are pretty confident they're going to win 20 cents on their on their 80 cents. They think Joe Biden is going to win and Donald Trump is going to lose. They believe that Michigan will flip Democrat. Pennsylvania will flip Democrat. Georgia will flip Democrat. And Joe Biden will be the ultimate winner. Now, over here, we have Josh Jordan. I love this one, my friends. As you know, my biggest uh, complaint is usually the media. I know I'm not a big policy guy. I think it's I think we're going to I think if Trump loses Middle Eastern peace deals gone, withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan gone, he's going to send in way more, more drone strikes, more international conflict. Not a fan of that, but I think it's coming. Check this out from Josh Jordan. We're not final yet, of course, but a look at how much Trump overperformed the real clear politics average in swing states. The polls were historically wrong incredible stuff. In Ohio, plus seven. Wisconsin, plus six. Iowa, plus six. Texas, plus five. Florida, 4.5. North Carolina, up one. Georgia, up one. Arizona, minus 2.5. And Minnesota, minus three. This could end up being a much worse night for polling than 2016, which is pretty remarkable. And now, look at how much Trump overperformed the 538 averages in swing states. And it's all basically the same thing. 
Wisconsin plus eight, Iowa plus seven, Texas plus five. My friends, they said, I I don't know if I have the New York Times pulled up. Do I? I think, okay, I do. They said that, okay, I don't have the toss up states. They said Texas was toss up. When you look at the actual toss up ranking from the New York Times, it's all, all these states are heavy Republican. The polls were so insanely wrong. And I wonder if it played a role in demoralizing Trump supporters and got them the result they wanted. The polls were off by more than they were last time in many places. That to me is probably the most, I guess the most uh, uh, incredible takeaway from the night. Now, Donald Trump declares victory, right? Joe Biden's campaign slams Trump outrageous bid to try and shut down counting and prepares to deploy legal teams across the country. I tweeted, the Democrats are going to start finding the votes they need to beat Trump. Republicans are going to cry foul. Then Democrats are going to complain. No one is going to trust the results of this election. The point I'm making is they've stopped count. They stopped, they stopped reporting certain vote tallies in certain states, and they're changing the rules at the 11th hour. They've already done it. Now they want to continue counting ballots like in Pennsylvania, which Trump needs well after election day. So Trump is saying, you can't do that. We're going to sue. They're saying, count every ballot. It doesn't matter where you think you are. What matters is there's a polarized divide between the factions. Now, here's the best part. I said the Democrats will start finding the finding the votes they need. And all of a sudden I get inundated with these people saying like, what does that mean, Tim? What do you mean finding? <laughs> you mean counting all the ballots? I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean, <laughs> it did, I didn't mean anything by it. It's literally just they're going to start finding the votes they need, meaning there are a bunch of ballots stacked in boxes in a room and they're going to go through them and find the votes they need. But the paranoia is real. People on the right are already saying finding as in found in the in the boot of a car at a rental agency. We know that story, huh? And the Democrats are saying, what do you mean by finding, Tim? Are you implying they're going to they're going to find them randomly? They're just they're counting all the ballots. Y'all need to chill. I didn't mean anything by it. I just meant literally that the numbers are going to start coming in. I don't know if they're going to be legit or not or whatever. I'm not making any accusations. I'm saying like we saw in 2018 with the House Republicans, Trump is tracking to win, and then they're going to start pulling out a bunch of votes. And we all knew this was going to happen. And everything that we thought was going to be is to be, except, of course, well, no, I'm sorry. Look, the polls are wrong. I said the polls were wrong. I'm very happy to say I got that one right. I said I didn't know who's going to win. My gut leans towards Trump, but I don't know. And maybe Trump ends up losing. No idea. I can tell you the polls were wrong, though. And that's, I guess, the most important part. Look, the left and the right are going to demand that, you know, Republicans are going to say we have a right to stop these these counts and everything. Actually, let me just show you the, the story because, you know, I think it's most important. From the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Supreme Court will allow Pennsylvania to count mail ballots three days after the election. So this story is, uh, uh, this, uh, I don't know the story is from. It's actually from a few days ago. The Supreme Court will allow Pennsylvania to count mail ballots received up to three days after the election rejecting a Republican plea. The justices divided 4-4 Monday, an outcome that upholds a state uh, a state Supreme Court ruling that allowed election officials to receive and count ballots until November 6th, even if they don't have a clear postmark. The 4-4 ruling isn't so relevant, in my opinion. If Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still on the court, it would have been uh, a ruling in favor of the left anyway. Republicans, including President Trump's campaign, have opposed such an extension, arguing, arguing that it violates federal law 
that sets election day as the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, and that such a decision constitutionally belongs to lawmakers, not the courts. I agree. I don't think the Democrats should have changed the rules. And it says, even if they don't have a clear postmark, that to me is insane. So so what? It could be fudged and you don't know what it is or when it's from. It could be from well after. That's ridiculous. Chief Justice John Roberts joined the three liberal justices to reject Pennsylvania Republicans call for the court to block the state court ruling. Look, I understand courts will make their decisions. Um, I understand that, uh, you know, Democrats have said, here's what we want to do. And the court says, well, I think you can do it. The problem is we're not dealing. We're dealing with an election. And you have two different factions, parent factions, this is a bunch of smaller factions, but you have the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats should not be allowed to arbitrarily change the rules at the 11th hour. Sorry. If someone says, I challenge you to a race, Tim, we're going to run, you know, a hundred meter dash. And then I say, here are the rules. Here's how we do it. And then like a week before we go, they say, actually, we've changed the rules to allow us to start running three seconds early. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't agree to you changing the rules. And then the ref goes, I'm going to allow it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm here. We're having a legitimate contest. You can't just change the rules. And the Democrats have done it and the courts have ruled in their favor. I believe the appropriate ruling would be defer to existing standard rules. I believe that Trump is correct. Election day as set forth by the constitution is the first Monday. Uh, what is it? The first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. End of story. They're going to argue, I suppose, that these mail-in ballots are from before the election. Therefore, they should count. But if they have no clear postmark, they can't be determined to be from election day or, or before. Here's my fear. Let me let me show you a few things first, and then I'll tell you what my fear is now with a Democrat victory. Uh, Joe Biden is, is you know, obviously criticizing uh, Donald Trump. I have a very interesting tweet from Lachlan Marque. Lachlan is a Daily Beast reporter who said, as Florida showed last night, even very large states have the ability to count votes quickly. There's no reason beyond politics, of course, this can't be replicated nationally. I agree. It makes literally no sense that any state would stop their reporting and say, we're going to wait now a few days. That makes no sense. If all of the mail-in ballots came in, then you have them, you count them. But we have to count the mail-in ballots late. No, you don't. That makes no sense. If a, if you were expecting a million votes, you were going to count a million ballots, weren't you? If the ballots come in early, why, you should be able to get done early, shouldn't you? Because you got them all sooner, huh? Nope. For some reason, this time... So I don't know, man. I think I think both I think both sides will make their arguments because this is going to be a presidency for the courts, which we all expected. Fortunately for Trump, he's got a six to three conservative majority right now. So we'll see how this plays out. But it could take a month. We are going to be in for a wild ride. Wild. Uh, Lockwood was responding to Glenn Greenwald, who said, the U.S. inability to count votes is a national disgrace and dangerous. And I agree with both of these men. But my friends, something magical happened last night. I mean, the polls were wrong, but check this out from Cigar and Jetty. I still absolutely cannot believe that Trump won Zapata County 52 to 47 in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, which he lost to Clinton 65 to 32. There is no other national Republican in America who could have done that? Just incredible. Donald Trump flipped heavy Clinton areas, not just here. There were some other instances where uh, I think in Virginia, we're seeing something like this. People are shocked to see 
that although it's not looking that great for Trump in the long run with the with with the politics going on, Trump overperformed to to such a degree. He flipped a Clinton district. He lost two to one. And now he won with a five point lead. Things are crazy, man. The media, the pundits, the forecasters, I'm happy to say we can ignore everything they say from now on. Um, I would like to humbly request that uh, (laughs) 5.38 just shut her down. My favorite thing about last night was that when 5.38 started, they said Donald Trump has a 10% chance of winning. Uh, Right now, we're in political toss-up territory. 10% chance of winning. Boy, were they wrong. I see no evidence to suggest that the polls are wrong this time. We've adapted our models, and now everything's better. Florida was supposed to be leaning Biden. And it was like, it's like five points for Trump. What, what, what is the number? Let's go down. Florida, Trump is up. Okay, Trump is up just about three point, was it three, uh, uh, just 3.4 points about. So, well, I think it's fair. Okay, fine. Margin of error, margin of error, you can have this one. But they were saying Texas was toss up. Trump is up in Texas by six points. <laughs> so absolutely ludicrous what they were saying. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I have the toss up. Look at this. It says toss up states. Now, I'm not faulting the Wall Street Journal for this analysis. This is what the pollsters were saying. Florida, Iowa, Maine second, Ohio and Texas were toss ups. And look at this. Florida is about three, three points for Trump. Then you have Iowa, which is 8.2 for Trump. Maine, two is seven points up for Trump. Ohio is looking at 8.2 for Trump and Texas is about 5.9 points up for Trump. You want to talk about wrong toss-up states? Are you crazy? Check this out. Lean Democrat states. Arizona, they're saying, does go to uh, Biden. Michigan right now, Biden is leading by 0.2%. North Carolina and Georgia, Trump is, uh, and Pennsylvania, Trump is up. Now, I tell you this, man. In Pennsylvania, Trump is up 620,000 votes. Are they going to find that many ballots? That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Trump is up in Pennsylvania by 10.7 points. Lean Democrat. Oh, I love to see it. They were so wrong. Look, we know the safe Democrat states. We know the safe Republican states. I will say it's kind of funny that they're not absolutely convinced on Alaska yet. But this was wrong. Lean Democrat and toss up needed to move over. The toss up states should be lean Republican and the lean Democrat should be split toss up. They were wrong. That's crazy, man. I can't believe it. Well, I tell you what, we got some we got some funky stories, some excuses, some craziness. Check this out. Fulton County election results delayed after pipe bursts in room with ballots. No kidding. That's Georgia. Georgia's, oh, whoa, whoa, we're going to have to stop because a pipe broke. Okay, fine, fine. Sometimes pipe break, pipes break and 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 it's a, it's a big country. So, so, uh, okay, fine. I don't know what is going to happen, my friends. I know that in the next few hours, we are going to get an onslaught of statements of lawsuits being filed, and I will be here to cover all of it. And, uh, what a wild and absolutely insane night. Predict it says Biden will win. I'm not convinced. Take a look at this. They believe that Pennsylvania is going to go to uh, Joe Biden. But as of right now, Pennsylvania, Trump is up 600, uh, almost, yeah, over about 600, just shy of 600,000 votes. He's got 54.8% to 44.1. 
Are they really going to find that many votes? Maybe, I guess. I guess. Look, just because people are betting on things doesn't mean they're right. And I, I did a segment where I said wisdom of the crowd predicts Trump landslide. A lot of people on the left thought that the map showed that Trump would win blue states like Trump was going to win California. They're like, that thing's so dumb using a betting website. No, you don't understand the point. It's that people across the country in all of these different betting pools predicted Trump would win the, the presidency. That's it. And he still might. I actually think it's, it's a safe bet. Trump will end up winning uh, through the courts. I do. Uh, look, no matter what happens at this point, we are going into court battle territory. This is going to be a litigated election, not a people's vote at this point. The House is likely, my understanding is likely going to be Democrat. We can see right now they're saying it's still possible the Republicans take the House and they've already gained four seats in the Senate. Uh, they've lost one seat, but I do believe that, uh, let me pull let me pull up the Senate. In Michigan, John James is up uh, point, point 0.5 of a percent. So we don't know for sure. He's up about 20, 24,000 or so votes. We'll see. And in Maine, uh, Collins is up substantially, but they're not calling it yet. And in North Carolina, Tillis is up just around, you know, about 1.8 points. So we will see in the House. Uh, one thing I will give a shout out to, Sean Parnell looks like he's going to win. This is amazing. If we hop over to PA, we can see in, uh, was it PA 17? Sean Parnell is up 14 points. Sean Parnell. Wow. Connor Lamb. He was one of these do nothings who said, elect me, I'm a moderate, and then immediately went first. Impeachment, ignored everybody. So, but the Republicans have already gained four seats. And I don't think they're even counting like Sean Parnell because they haven't called it for him yet. They're saying it leans in this direction. We will see how it plays out, my friends. It's looking really good for Republicans in the House. That's crazy. And they need a ridiculous amount to take the majority. Right now, they need, both sides need 218. Democrats have a lead of eight seats. They've lost four. Could you imagine if it just inverts and the, the, you know, uh, the Senate goes Democrat and the presidency goes Democrat, but then the House goes Republican? It's going to be a whole lot of wacky business. But I tell you what, it, a lot of people are saying that it's going to be likely a GOP Senate. These are the, uh, I believe, the, the Senate right now. Yes, so the th- we got three states. We've got Georgia. We've got a runoff going on with Loeffler, Collins, and, and Warnock in Georgia. It looks like Purdue is on track to win, just about four points. And then you've got Maine and Michigan and Alaska see, lo- looking very much so like it's going to be a GOP Senate with a stronger GOP House, but probably still a Democrat majority. Joe Biden or Trump, it could go either way. We will see the litigation going nuts. And then uh, no matter what happens, I think no one's going to accept the results. But I'll tell you what, I'll leave you with this. At this point, based on what we're seeing, if Joe Biden does end up winning, I think Republicans will just accept it. I think conservatives will say, well, okay, he won. They'll complain, they'll file suits. And if they lose in the courts, that's it. If Donald Trump wins, um, bedlam, bedlam's a good word. Yes, absolute chaos. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to be, you know, covering the news as it happens today should be fun. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I will see you all then. Something is happening in Arizona overnight. Trump has been closing the gap 
And many people are saying you should not have called Arizona for Joe Biden because it might actually flip to Trump. At least according to the Trump campaign, they're saying when all is said and done, Trump will have won by between 10 and 30,000 votes. You see, there was a reporting error. Check this out. Reporting error where apparently they claimed 95% of precincts were reporting and it was only 86, meaning a whole bunch more votes still have to come in from areas that favor Donald Trump. Trump campaign, needless to say, is very excited about this, but it's not really going to matter if Trump does win Arizona. He still needs Pennsylvania. Things are not looking good in Michigan. We got a whole bunch of craziness going. My friends, the House, Nancy Pelosi, they're freaking out. Democrats realizing they may lose 12 House seats, not enough for a Republican majority, but the opposite of a blue wave. The culture war is far from over. The Democrats and the left still have tremendous strength, and they may actually win the presidency. We will see how things play out in Pennsylvania. But the Republicans are certainly pushing back, and the right is making its gains. The fact that, you, look, you can, you can come at me all day and night and say, but Tim, the popular vote for Joe Biden. The House, the House, the House. These are districts. They don't have the same reporting issues as an electoral vote. We are seeing the Democrats lose standing, many of their frontline members being kicked to the curb. Now, in the Senate so far, I believe we've seen one flip. Democrat have uh, they, they flipped Colorado. Hickenlooper ended up winning, putting one more Democrat seat. It may be. We don't know what's going to happen with these lawsuits. Either Trump could stop the count because the, uh, the argument is the Constitution gives us one election day. And we'll get into all this. Or the Democrats get the right to count ballots that came in after Election Day. The Senate may go Democrat. The House uh, stays Democrat and Biden might win. We, we still are looking at a who knows what's going to happen situation. There's a possibility that there, there are two possibilities. I'm not going to give you the numbers, but, I'll, but before we read into everything, Trump could win. He absolutely could, could win. If he gets Pennsylvania, if Arizona flips, Trump, Trump wins. Okay. He may need the courts on his side. So there's a legitimate path to victory still. The courts could definitely help him win. And we might see a Republican presidency, Republican GOP, and a slightly more Republican House. The other possibility, and there are many, many possibilities, but these seem to be the biggest, is that we see Democrats take everything. But we don't know for sure just yet. And I got to go through a bunch of stuff. There's accusations of fraud. There are some really weird, there, there are some safe Democrat seats, apparently flipped Republican. No joke. I got, we got a lot to go through, but the most important thing so far, Trump camp eyes Arizona and Pennsylvania signals legal challenges ahead. I'm going to come back to this official article, which is going to bring up the legal challenges. And first, show you what's actually going on. From Chris Buskirk on Twitter. He's the editor and publisher of AM Greatness. AZ, early AM update, Maricopa County overnight was a pickup of 50,000 votes for Trump. Biden lead is now 90K with 520,000 ballots still out there. A 60-40 Trump split of those ballots would put Trump ahead by 10,000 votes. Trump has been winning the count 60-40 or better since late last night. Jason Miller from the Trump campaign. Thorough breakdown. We believe Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump's win margin in Arizona will be closer to 30,000 votes, probably just under that. Keep in mind, we're now counting election day voters. This is very, very important what Jason Miller is saying here. 
They're not counting voters that came in after Election Day. They're still counting Election Day voters. Donald Trump is likely going to be filing legal claims to stop any belt that comes in after Election Day. We'll get into that in a second. We're going to go through more data. But check this out. Jeff DeFore, uh, DeFore, I believe, uh, editor in chief of the National Journal, says the latest plot twist comes from Arizona, which had reportedly counted 95 percent plus of its votes. The New York Times notes that due to an error in an Edison research data feed of the results, the actual estimate is that 86 percent of the vote has been counted. This gives some credence to the Trump camp's argument in a call with reporters that it expects to pull ahead in Arizona because most of the outstanding vote is in Trump friendly territory. Ladies and gentlemen, we are likely going to see. Well, I shouldn't say likely Trump could flip Arizona. I'll tell you this. Let's hop on over to that predict it market earlier in the day. Predict it. The betting odds site. If you saw my earlier segment had Arizona at 99 cents for for Joe Biden. That means for one cent you could get a share. And if Trump wins, you would get a dollar back. That's crazy. Well, of course, it's dropped now to 87 for, for Joe Biden, meaning you'll need about 13 cents to buy a Trump share. So about a, a full order of magnitude down because people are starting to realize. Now, let's refresh and see where we're at with Arizona. 82. It has since gone down even more. And the projections for Trump to win have gone up by, I believe, eight cents so far. Now, predicted betting market still says Trump is going to lose. It doesn't mean he's going to lose. It means people right now, based on the data they have, are, are feeling this way. We will see. We will see. I want to point out, as we're talking about this uh, this voting error or this this tabulation error, which greatly benefits Donald Trump, it was incorrect. Trump might actually win. A lot of Republicans are cheering for this. They're saying, oh, man, Arizona's going to flip Trump's good news, right? It was a reporting error. It was wrong. Donald Trump tweets. What is this all about? A tweet from Matt Walsh. This is the this is reason enough to go to court. No honest person can look at this and say it's normal and unconcerning. And Matt Walsh, here's the best part. This tweet, let me refresh it to show you what's going on. This tweet from Matt Walsh is censored by by Twitter. And the tweet he was quoting is censored by Twitter. Twitter is suppressing legitimate information that voters need to see. This is this is scary stuff. This is really scary stuff. If this goes to the courts and Trump loses, all of this is going to be highlighted. But let me show you what he was highlighting. This is a tweet from Matt McCowick. An update gives Biden 100% of new votes, 128 plus. Let me show you this image. There's there's two maps here. We have Michigan, Donald Trump with 2.2 million, 2.2902 million, and Joe Biden with 1992356. They 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 then roll in their update, and that puts Biden at two two million one hundred thirty six ninety five. But Donald Trump gained not a single vote. Now. Immediately, people are saying this is fishy, notably Matt Walsh. This is reason enough to go to court. No honest person can look at this and say it's normal and unconcerning. I believe they should go to court. I I, I do. I believe Republicans have to make sure they're fighting tooth and nail. And I think Democrats have to as well, because we want legitimate and honest results. And I believe it needs to be based on votes cast on Election Day. But we'll get into all this. This, however, may just be a reporting error. We just saw that they may be uncalling Arizona 
Okay, because the Trump campaign says they're going to win by about 30,000 votes once all is said and done. These are election day votes, not votes after election day. Trump may win Arizona. Due to a reporting error, the New York Times is saying we actually missed, you know, a, a decent amount of the vote. There's an Edison reporting uh, data mistake. This could be the same thing. I'm not saying ignore it. I'm just saying everybody needs to chill a little bit. The, the end result could be the New York Times made a mistake in their tabulations. That's it. I tell you, man, people are on edge and I can't blame them. But my friends, this is just a good day for Republicans um, for now. Today is a good day for Republicans. OK, it may turn into a bad week or month if Trump loses and the Republicans lose the Senate. But as of right now, House Democrats fall way short in disappointing night. Wow. My friends, last night we did a four and a half hour live stream, mostly just for all the different guests from the party hanging out. So we had a lot of interesting people, you know, like Lauren Chen was here, Ariel Scarcella, Jack Murphy, Seamus uh, Coughlin from uh, Freedom Tunes. So we had a lot of crazy people talking about crazy stuff. I remember I came down because we had, we had, we had a, a decent amount of people and I go on uh, my Facebook and I'm seeing all of these lefties who follow me and, and, and who are friends with me on Facebook saying, I'm starting to get nervous. It was just like 2016. The polls were hysterically wrong, hysterically wrong, worse than they were in 2016. This is shocking. Trump hasn't won yet. It is very close. And I think we're going to see a litigated presidency that the, the Supreme Court's going to rule. I believe Donald Trump may end up winning for one reason. My understanding, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, the Constitution uh, provides for election day, the first Tuesday after the first Monday. That's when the election day is supposed to be. That means any, uh, the, the, the Republicans are saying no more ballots can come in. And that's for good reason. We want rules. We want everyone to play by the rules. And the Constitution made this clear. The Democrats are saying a vote is a vote is a vote, and it must be counted no matter what. No, I understand there is an there is an issue. We do want every vote counted. I personally think we should have every eligible registered voter who voted have their vote count. The problem is and the reason we cut off after Election Day is that you've got people sitting there looking at the district saying, here's how much we need to win here and here. And it is just a, a, a terrible security uh, uh, risk. The Democrats have been screaming over, over and over again. There's no fraud. I don't care. We do not change the rules to accommodate people when they're losing. Sorry. I don't like the idea of a president getting elected when the will of the people in our system and our rules of the Electoral College favor someone else. But I'm sorry. If the rules are this way, then we play by the rules. That's all I can say. If you start changing the rules at the 11th hour, like the Democrats have done, then there's no system at all anymore. My friends, I do think we're, we're only a few elections away from one party rule, and that's going to be a disaster because I, I don't know if y'all have been to California, but in California, there's almost no reason to actually do their job anymore. California's places like Los Angeles, Democrat supermajority. That's it. So what happens with homelessness? They don't care. They ignore it. I worry about that for the rest of this country. But let's read about the House. House disappointing night. Speaker Pelosi and her invigorated caucus charged the Tuesday with an energized base, a sharp fundraising advantage, and hopes to flip anywhere from five to 15 Republican seats on election night. 
Instead, it was the Republicans who scored big, at least in the early counting, knocking out at least a half dozen vulnerable Democrats with several more clinging to the ropes. It was a reversal of fortunes for the Democrats who had led big in the polls and the money race and were betting that Trump at the top of the ticket would be a drag on GOP lawmakers all the way down the ballot. With gushing optimism, Democrats were expecting Tuesday night would give them a chance to pad their 232-197 majority next year. We are well positioned to have a good night, said Rep. Cherry Bustos, Illinois, head of the Democrats' campaign arm, told reporters hour before polls closed Tuesday. As the sun came up Wednesday morning, however, there appeared few bright spots for Bustos' party. And I want to I want to I want to stress Sean Parnell. Uh, he's he's the guy with the viral ads. He's running against Connor Lamb, one of these moderate Democrats. Looks like he's up 14 points, at least last check. So we'll check again. Looking good for Sean Parnell. He's going to flip this seat uh, uh, for the Republicans. They say, while Democrats will retain their majority, a handful of their frontline members, incumbents facing the toughest races, had been defeated. And after boasting about how they'd expanded the map and were playing deep in a Trump country, they failed to pick off even a single House Republican running for re-election. Democrats did manage to pick up a pair of GOP-held open seats in North Carolina, where redistricting had made the districts much bluer, and a third in Georgia after the retirement of vulnerable GOP Rob Woodall. The spate of Democratic losses were not limited to any one geographic region. In rural Minnesota, Rep. Colin Peterson, a 15-term veteran and chairman of the Agricultural Committee, was clobbered by the state's former lieutenant governor, who linked Peterson to the liberal Pelosi. In the suburbs of Oklahoma City, Rep. Kendra Horn, a first-term moderate, was defeated by Republican Stephanie Bice, a state senator in one of the country's most contested races. On New Mexico's southern border, Rep. Zochel Torres Small, I'm pronouncing your name, sorry, I, I apologize, a 36-year-old centrist, also in her first term, fell to Yvette Harrell, a former state legislator in a rematch of 2018. And in South Carolina, first-term Rep. Joe Cunningham, Democrat, was ousted by state Rep. Nancy Mace, Republican. An early surprise on election night and early bad news for Democrats was the defeat of two first-term Democrats in Florida's Miami-Dade County, Reps. Debbie Mercasell Powell, and Donna Shalala, the former Health and Human Services Secretary under Clinton. Cuban Americans, a powerful voting bloc in South Florida, broke overwhelmingly for President Trump, helping to hand Republicans the Sunshine State and the pair of House seats. Wow! I couldn't believe it when I saw those polls yesterday. Miami-Dade, blue, Democrat, electing Republicans, and swinging for Trump very largely, not completely. Quote, Part of it is incorrect assumptions about how minority voters will perform based on previous elections. Democrats can no longer take black and Latino voters for granted. Yes, said former Rep. Carlos Curbelo, Republican of Florida, a Cuban-American who previously represented one of the Miami seats. Symbolic of the tough night suffered by the Democrats, even Bustos on Wednesday morning was trailing her GOP opponent. Although plenty of absentee ballots remain to be counted and Democrats have cautioned the public not to jump to conclusions about race results before every vote has been tallied. Bustos hails from a largely rural district won by Trump in 2016, and the race was predicted to be close heading in. While votes were still being counted Wednesday morning in races around the country, an additional number of Democratic incumbents were trailing or locked in tight races, including Abby Finkenauer of Iowa, T.J. Cox of California, Anthony Brindisi of New York, 
And Max Rose, a former Army Ranger, Max Rose might actually lose. You know, you, I tell you what, man, you want to hear it from me? You supported impeachment and you spat in the face of those who chose to elect you. Not every, not every district. There were, I believe, 31 districts that were for Trump in 2016, flipped Democrat in 2018. Many of the, the people who live here felt lied to. Absolutely. House Republicans long criticized for the small number of women in their ranks picked up seats by running female candidates against Democratic incumbents. At least five GOP women will be part of the freshman class. Republicans had added just one woman in 2018. The devastating night for Democrats is sure to prompt plenty of head scratching about their campaign strategy, including questions about the accuracy of their polling and decisions to go on the offensive in districts where Trump won handily rather than dedicating resources to more moderate districts. It also presents a new dilemma for Pelosi, who's expected to return as speaker next year and was hoping to cushion her comfortable majority in preparation for what is expected to be a tough cycle for Democrats in 2022. One of the, the funniest things I think that needs to be said, Lindsey Graham, they were actually claiming Graham was shaking in his boots. I got to be honest. And I say this all the time. Not a big fan of Lindsey Graham. I think he's kind of, he just, he goes with the wind, you know? Oh no, the Republicans are saying this. I better parrot them. Not a big fan, but he won by, oh, what, what is he at? Over 11 points right now in the count. He, he won. They sank over a hundred million dollars, some ridiculous amount of money to try and get this Democrat to win. And Lindsey Graham wins by a quarter of a million votes. So, uh, more than a quarter of a million. Absolutely ridiculous. We still have some Senate seats that are up and we have four seats that are leaning Republican, as I mentioned in my earlier segment. In the House, one thing I find like, Probably the most fascinating thing, if we can jump down to, is, is it not going to give me New York? Okay, here we go. In New York, Max Rose might actually end. Okay, it's not, it's not too easy enough to pull these things up. But uh, let, me, let me show you some of these, 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 uh, these numbers here, something I find truly fascinating. Take a look at what they called toss-up. I mentioned this in my early morning segment. They were wrong. The lean Republicans, overwhelmingly Republican. Look at this. Michigan 6 was lean Republican, and it's 20 points up. I think that's fair to say a safe Republican district, but fine. 20 points. In Arizona's fifth, they're only up about 12.8 points. Okay? So no, your polls, you're wrong. Toss up went overwhelmingly Republican. There is no blue wave. Sorry. The blue wave getting crushed out. Now we'll see what happens to these senators. There's going to be a big legal battle. But look at the lean Democrat column. This is the real toss up column. It is. It's split between Democrats and Republicans and it's leaning Republican. The polls are broken. Fire every pollster. In fact, I would like to hire Frank Luntz for a job. Now, Frank Luntz, as you know, is a famous pollster. He tweeted that if the polls are wrong this time, He's like, all of us are going to have to find a new line of work. Frank, I do like you. So I think I have a good job for you. I would like you to go and fire all the other pollsters. It's no point listening to them anymore. I'm talking to some of my progressive friends who are like freaking out about Biden saying they gave us Biden and they sacrificed everything and they're, gonna, and they're potentially going to lose. And I, we disagree. And I was like, can we all agree? Like fire the pollsters. Yes. She said, we may as well have been guessing. Yes. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you what, they underestimated Republicans to such an insane degree. Look at this on your screen right now. 
Safe likely Dem is safe likely Dem. Lean Democrat is a toss up. Toss up leans Republican and lean Republican and safe Republican are safe Republican. How absolutely ridiculous. Look at this. There are even some safe uh, areas like California's 39th is up 0.4 for the Republican right now. We also have in Florida's 27th confirmed victory for a Republican in a safe Democrat district. That to me is the craziest thing out of all of this. Florida's 27th, Miami, they said it was safe Democrat and Trump flipped. Wow. We are not seeing what the UK saw back in December, where there were some areas that never voted this way in like 90 years, flipping and voting uh, conservative. But we are seeing some of it. So right now, the fact that we're seeing uh, Florida's 27th, amazing. This was considered to be safe. And look at this. Illinois 14th considered safe. Point two up for Republican. We have Michigan's 11th up a few points for the for Republicans. New York's third is up about 1.5 points for Republicans. And we have PA 6, 7, 8 and 17 all favored by Republicans. This is crazy. This is the safe column for Democrats. Now, over on the Republican side, we have one that went Democrat and it's Georgia's fifth. I don't understand why they thought Georgia's fifth district would be safe Republican because it's John Lewis's old district. It went heavy for uh, a Democrat. As we read, it could have been due to gerrymandering, redistricting, I should say. Listen, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats lost bigly. Is it big league or is it bigly? I have a painting on my wall. It says bigly, big league. They lost. And I want you to see this. And I want to let you know the polls are garbage. As you can see, the Republicans had an overwhelming victory with the odds against them in the House. They will not take the majority, but it looks like they've crushed several the, the hopes of a blue wave. As for Donald Trump, he may take Arizona. I actually don't have any reason to believe they will be wrong about this. There was a there was a calculating error in Trump's favor, meaning there's more votes to be counted. Will Trump win the presidency? He needs Pennsylvania. Prepare for a Supreme Court ruling that will make Bush v. Gore look like, okay, fine, whatever. A regular old election year. I don't have a good analogy for this. I think we may be looking at SCOTUS ruling in Trump's favor. You've got originalists on the court. It's going to be five to four in Trump's favor. It's going to be razor thin margins. There are going to be votes from actual people that wanted to vote that didn't make it in time or disqualified. And I, I'm sorry, I will never advocate for rule changes to benefit someone in a, in a political victory. While I personally will lament the, uh, the fact that there may be disenfranchised voters, people who wanted to vote, but their vote didn't make it on time through no fault of their own. I can only blame Democrats for instituting new rules in the 11th hour not Republicans for upholding them. I am going to be tracking this for the rest of the day. I have no idea what comes next, but at youtube.com slash TimCast at 4 p.m. I will have another segment up, so stick around and I will see you all then. Donald Trump's campaign has declared victory in Pennsylvania. And of course, everyone's screaming, no, the race isn't over yet. Donald Trump holds just shy of a 400,000 vote lead. But I believe there's still a, there's still double digit percentage votes to be counted. So I believe it's around 14 or so percent could be a little less. Donald Trump may very well win Pennsylvania, but they're saying there are a ton more votes to come in. Of course, Donald Trump is likely going to sue to prevent votes 
from being counted that came in after election day. Boy, is this one a mess. From Twitter, political polls tweeting, Justin, Bill Stepien, we are declaring victory in Pennsylvania. Here we go, baby. I hope you're ready. Already chaos is erupting in Michigan as people are chanting something like stop the count and they're blocking windows. Nobody can see inside. This is going to be a hoot, I guess. Probably why uh, you may have noticed I am not currently at my uh, uh, (laughs) my house in South Jersey. I'm up in the middle of nowhere. For the time being, Uh, and eventually we will have a permanent relocation here, but uh, I think it's going to get absolutely nuts. So as we can see here in Pennsylvania, 85 uh, percent of expected total uh, votes reporting and Donald Trump has a pretty strong lead. As of right now, it looks like around three hundred and fifty one thousand votes. They're saying Trump might lose. And here we go. Trump team launches legal onslaught in Pennsylvania as odds of election victory fade. I'm just going to come out and say it. Donald Trump needs to win. Okay, if he loses Wisconsin and it's a 20,000 vote lead uh, uh, for Biden, then he needs to get Nevada or Arizona and Pennsylvania. And then he wins. I actually think as of right now, what we know, it looks like we have media bias suggesting Biden is winning. It really does look like Trump might win. Now, to be fair, We don't know the total results. We know that in Arizona, Trump has been closing the gap and they're suggesting he might win. But based on the current counts right now, with Michigan going for Biden, Wisconsin going for Biden, with Pennsylvania's gap closing, but still leaning Trump, we're going to give that one to Trump. Then we have Arizona and Nevada. Looks like Biden's going to win with like 272. That's where we're at so far. If Trump can flip Nevada, because the lead there for Biden is only if like seven or eight thousand Trump might win. But in my personal opinion, it's not looking good for Donald Trump. I am not going to be crazy enough to try and call it for either. But both camps have already declared victory. Here we can see Republicans are launching a legal onslaught challenging Pennsylvania's election procedures to protect President Donald Trump's narrowing lead in the state, a battleground that he must hold if he is to retain any chance of reelection. The campaign announced Wednesday that it was filing a lawsuit to halt ballot counting in the state and another on allegations that Republican poll observers were thwarted on Election Day. I believe that's wow they're doing that in Pennsylvania. Wow. I know that happened in Michigan, too. They also said they will attempt for a third time to challenge a decision at the U.S. Supreme Court that allowed ballots received in the state after Election Day to be counted. The United States Constitution is clear on the issue. The legislature sets the time, place and manner of elections in America not state courts or executive officials. Justin Clark, Trump's deputy campaign manager, said in a statement, as the president has rightly said, the Supreme Court must resolve this crucial contested legal question. So President Trump's campaign is moving to intervene in the existing Supreme Court litigation over the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's unlawful extension of the mail-in ballot receipt deadline. I agree with Trump here. If the, the day is done, count the ballots you got for before the day, I think early and mail-in voting are kind of, you know, pushing it. But if those come on the day, I believe you should not count them until the day starts. And then you should receive no more after that day. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Now, the problem with mail-in voting, universal mail-in voting, is a lack of chain of custody. This is insecure, and I'm not a fan. But Trump is, of course, being dragged in the media. Trump falsely and prematurely claims victory. How dare he? How dare 
Donald Trump declare victory. It's not like Joe Biden said, keep the faith. When all the votes are counted, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Joe Biden's declaring victory, too. Now, to be fair, Yahoo and others are calling this out, but they're not nearly as mean about it. Biden lawyer prematurely declares victory. Bob Bauer, a former White House counsel and current Biden campaign advisor, prematurely declared victory for Joe Biden during a press briefing on Wednesday, saying, we're winning the election, we've won the election, and we're going to defend that election. Neither Biden nor Trump has yet secured the necessary 270 electoral votes needed to claim victory. Uh, They say AP has not projected the results in the key battleground states of Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, or Nevada. We don't know who is going to win any of these things. I think my project, my, my, my prediction is going to be courts, SCOTUS, the, the big picture during the press conference, Bauer and Biden campaign manager, Jen O'Malley Dillon criticized Trump for falsely and prematurely claiming victory. However, Bauer shortly after claimed that Biden had won the election. Isn't politics stupid? Bauer said that Trump will be in for one of the most embarrassing defeats if he goes to the Supreme Court to stop votes from being counted. We're going to defend this vote. The vote by which Joe Biden has been elected to the presidency. Yeah, well, here's what they're saying about Trump falsely declaring victory. Addressing an election party in the East Wing of the White House early Wednesday morning, Trump falsely and prematurely claimed victory in key swing states. Oh, you mean Donald Trump didn't give a bold and strong declaration. He said something like, frankly, I think we won. Or what did he say? Frankly, we won. They both said the same thing, but neither actually can. Well, actually, I think Biden's campaign was pretty strong. We're winning. We've won and we will defend it. Let's read. They say for weeks, Trump has discussed the scenario with advisors and even gamed out what he would say to declare victory on election night, even if networks had not called the battlegrounds for him, reports Jonathan Swan. Trump falsely claimed it was clear that he had won in North Carolina and Georgia, where the races remained too close to call as of 2.30 a.m. He also pointed to two votes, vote counts in Michigan and Pennsylvania, where millions of mail-in ballots have yet have not yet been tallied. I don't believe it's millions. I believe that's actually way wrong to claim that he was winning the, in two swing states that are crucial to his path was uh, in his path to the White House. Well, now Trump has already said his, his lawyer has said they've won. The speech came after months of Trump's attempts to undermine the credibility of mail-in ballots, which he baselessly claimed are conducive to widespread voter fraud. What he said This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We are getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. Trump falsely claimed. Yes, please, Axios. What about Joe Biden? Actually, they say the president's statement tonight about trying to shut down the counting of duly cast ballots was outrageous, unprecedented and incorrect. No, it's neither of those things. This has all happened before. We have close races. We've had Bush v. Gore. So please spare me your empty statements. Biden campaign manager Jen O'Malley Dillon said uh, Wednesday morning, if the president makes good on his threat to go to court to try and prevent the proper tabulation of votes, we have legal teams standing by ready to deploy to resist that effort. And they will prevail, she added. My friends, I must simply state. We have way too many news organizations that are tracking all of this data, which are showing very similar things. In my opinion, As it stands right now, it looks like Donald Trump will be defeated, but it would be insane for anyone to claim they know what is happening. 
Trump still has a path to victory in many places. And just because the media is reporting it looks a certain way doesn't mean it's true. They got everything wrong. We must wait for the certified results. And I welcome personally legal challenges from Biden and from Trump. I think Trump is on the losing end. However, however, I don't know. My gut feeling is that Trump will win. My head is saying Trump will lose. I'm being torn in two different directions. I'm just sitting here saying both sides say they won. Oh, man, this is the nightmare scenario we were warned about. Uh, It's tough if you know, look, we know that Biden's got the popular vote. That's not so uh, meaningful. But there is a real electoral college split and the media called certain states for Joe Biden. They maybe should not have notably Nevada and Arizona probably shouldn't be called. Okay, Pennsylvania is close. We are going to be in for a wild ride, to say the very least. I do believe it was irresponsible for both campaigns to declare this, but it's entirely predictable. My friends, if you are not paying attention. okay, listen. Trump and Biden had no choice but to declare victory. They are going to be entering a legal battle and need to assert themselves right now because they intend to win it. That means Trump has no choice but to say we've won. They're going to a legal battle. He needs to say we've won now based on the count. Then he can challenge what comes in after. They have to. Otherwise, they have to concede. Neither side wants to. All of this has been predictable. They have done everything in their power to stop Donald Trump. So, of course, it was only a matter of time before you could have called this moment. What we couldn't have called is how the votes would have swung. Maybe it was a Trump landslide. Maybe it was a Biden landslide. No, it's pretty close. I believe based on uh, the current data coming in, Trump might be on track to win. That's my that's my my heart saying, well, look, look at Arizona. They're saying that there's still hundreds of thousands to count. It's swinging for Trump. Well, the left is saying there's still hundreds of thousands to count in PA and it's swinging for Biden. You see the problem here. I have no idea who's going to win. It's going to come down to the courts. I believe the courts will favor Donald Trump and his argument. And thus, we may end up seeing a litigated second term for the president. And if you thought his first term was bad, whoa, wait until he wins through the courts. But I don't know. Biden may win this. Let's 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 calm down and let's watch. And hopefully hopefully there's no violence. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. Sharpie gate, the latest conspiracy theory. And I got to say, it doesn't seem to be all that legitimate. And uh, let me explain for you what is happening. To the best of my understanding, a video emerged where someone said that they were giving out Sharpies, markers instead of pens. And because of this, many conservatives who are going to vote in person in Arizona had their ballots disqualified. I do not believe that is true. I've never heard this. And officials in Arizona have said, no, Sharpies are actually better. From this one video, we've started seeing a ton of people posting that they're disenfranchising people. And let me just stop and say, all you need to do is you need to go to the official uh, uh, you know, Board of Elections website for Arizona Check to make sure your vote is counted. Everyone should do this, no matter where you're from. Figure out how you do it. Make sure your ballot has been counted. Forget any story about Sharpies. Forget any stories about, you know, people sneaking away with bins of votes. Make sure your vote is counted. If it's not, then you can, you know, seek some kind of um, remittance or some kind of uh, um, correction. 
Let's read the story. We got PolitiFact. Now, mind you, I am not the biggest fan of PolitiFact. They are fairly biased. Let's read what they say, but I do have another source. From PolitiFact, voters in Maricopa County were forced to vote using Sharpie pens that aren't read by voting machines. They say, the Sharpie, a pen its manufacturer describes as born for unique, unruly, courageous, outrageous self-expression that never, ever fades from glory. Okay, thank you, PolitiFact, has made its mark on the 2020 presidential election. In an election night, Facebook post labeled tonight's voting shenanigans, a woman in Maricopa County, Arizona, where Phoenix is the county seat, appears to be uh, being interviewed, but it's not clear by whom. The woman claims she witnessed inside her polling place election workers being uh, election workers forcing some voters to use Sharpie permanent markers to mark their ballots and that those ballots were not being read by the voting machines. The suggestion from the man questioning the woman was that this was an effort to block the votes of people supporting President Trump, since people voting in person on Election Day have been considered more likely to support Trump over Biden. The AP called Arizona for Biden early on November 4th, reporting that he sealed his victory in the state due to his performance in Maricopa County. Other media outlets have yet to call the race. So this is just the AP. We have not confirmed Arizona for Joe Biden. And the Trump campaign says that when all the votes are counted, Trump will win. Keep that in mind. The post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its news feed. It turns out Maricopa County Elections Department was prescient about what some are calling Sharpie Gate. On October 24th, the Elections Department posted a YouTube video labeled, Can I use a Sharpie on my ballot? Maricopa County voters can use a Sharpie to mark their ballot. By November 4th, it had more than a thousand views. Not very many. An animated figure named Phil the Ballot introduces the video. The narrator says, Did you know you can use a black or blue pen or Sharpie to fill out your ballot in Maricopa County? The new tabulation equipment only reads the oval, so bleed throughs are not a problem. At the voter, the vote center, you may notice fine tip Sharpies are used. That's because it's the fastest drying ink and works best on the tabulation equipment. If you're filling out your ballot at home, you can use blue or black ink with a ballpoint pen or Sharpie. Just don't use red ink. The tabulation equipment cannot read red. In other words, the Sharpie is actually the preferred pen for filling out ballots in Maricopa County. The claim is inaccurate. We read it false. Now, I'm no fan of PolitiFact. So I decided to pull up a second source. This is azfamily.com, powered by CBS5. Sharpies will not invalidate your ballot, Maricopa County officials say. I'm also no fan of establishment mainstream press, but this is local news. I did all of this on purpose. Because I want to make sure we, we're taking this very, very seriously. Listen, PolitiFact is biased. Absolutely. There was one thing where like Bernie Sanders said uh, a claim about inner city youth unemployment. And they were like, it's mostly true. Trump said the same thing. It's mostly false because both of those like, what does it mean? Mostly true or mostly false? You see, they're biased. But I want to show you what they're saying. They break down the story. And then I want to show you a local news outlet because while the national news outlets tend to be fairly bad and why? New York-based employees tend to be far-left progressive types. I can show you. AZ Family, powered by 3 and CBS 5, is a local news outlet. And they are citing Maricopa, Maricopa County officials. Okay, if you want to still uh, say that there's fraud going on, then the next assumption would be, are the Maricopa County officials lying? Look, man, Occam's razor suggests. In my opinion, it makes sense. Sharpies would do a better job. Here's what they say. 
there has been quite a bit of speculation on whether voters should have used Sharpies to fill in their ballots in Maricopa County. Social media posts are being circulated in the Phoenix area, saying that if anyone used a Sharpie to fill out their ballot, their votes could be tossed. To set the record straight, Arizona's family spoke to Erica Flores, spokesperson for the Maricopa County Elections Department. Flores said voters can use one of three types of writing utensils, black pen, blue pen, and Sharpie. You read that correctly. Sharpies are allowed. That's because the new tabulation equipment counts votes in such a way that bleed throughs are not a problem. Not only are Sharpies accepted when filling out a ballot in Maricopa County, they are preferred. That's because Sharpies have the fastest drying ink. The one color you do need to worry about is red. So I read all this already. Arizona Attorney, Arizona Attorney General Mark Brinovich announced on Wednesday that his office had received hundreds of voter complaints about Sharpies at polling locations. Brnovich, Brnovich, Brnovich is asking for the Maricopa County Election Department to investigate the claim that Sharpies may have caused ballots to be rejected, spoiled, or canceled. However, we have a post here from 349, November 3rd. Did you know from Maricopa County Elections Department, did you know we use Sharpies in the vote centers so the ink doesn't smudge as ballots are counted on site? New offset columns on the ballots mean bleed through won't impact your vote. Find a location before the polls close. Then they have this video here. Can I use a Sharpie on my ballot? Listen, the reason why I do not believe this, if you think Maricopa County officials are lying to you and they're questioning your vote, you need to do only one thing. Check to make sure your vote has been counted. That's it. We don't need conspiracies. We don't need to think that the county officials are cheating or anything like that. You just need to make sure your ballot was counted. And every single person should do this, period. Let's, I'll tell you what, if everyone counts their ballots and makes sure that they're, they're, they're correct and legitimate, then we should be good, right? There are other things to be concerned about. We are going to see very serious legal battles. That's the best I can do for all of you. But listen, if you really believe that giving out Sharpies was an attempt to steal the election for Joe Biden, why, why not believe that literally any other polling place in any other city is, is, is secure? I don't know what to tell you. Some people are just not going to trust this process and it's going to be bad. I'm already hearing from many conservatives that their firm belief is that Trump can't lose. And I, and I mean, it. I'm, I'm hearing it. They're saying no matter what happens, they are going to cry foul and accuse the Democrats of cheating. Listen, man, I think the Democrats have played dirty games. I think uh, changing the rules of the election was, in my opinion, cheating. YouTube's probably going to ban me for saying that. But the only thing I'm really concerned about is, did a human being actually vote? Did the human beings vote get counted properly? And is it within the confines of the constitutional election process? Now, mail-in voting may be called into question. I don't think there's anything we, we can do about that now because we've already gone through all those mail-in votes, unless someone wants to invalidate the entire election, which I don't think will happen. What I think will end up happening is we're going to see a Supreme Court ruling about when ballots can be accepted. If SCOTUS rules, you can only count ballots received by election day. I believe Donald Trump will very likely win. I think all of this stuff about Sharpie markers and whatever nonsense, I think is just going to make everyone lose their minds. But I tell you what, man, I was a kid when the hanging chads thing happened in, uh, you remember this in Florida? I was basically like, when people were punching through the ballot, like who they wanted, they were like hanging bits and then they didn't count it properly and everyone's freaking out. Oh, geez, here we go. Could you imagine if we were doing an all paper ballot 
with no computer database. And it's like, I want to check to make sure my vote was counted. Well, we got a massive pile of million votes. Let's start digging through and figuring out who went where and who voted for what, right? Yeah. Look, we're going to be in for a wild ride, my friends. And this is not something we need. Either you trust the various election boards or you don't. It's entirely possible that there is impropriety. I think we've already seen in Philadelphia when people kicked out a poll watcher. We've got things going crazy in Michigan. I mean, this is crazy stuff. Check this out. Luke Rudkowski posted this video where they're boarding up the windows so that people outside who are trying to watch the, the vote count can't see what's happening inside. He says, why are they hiding and not being transparent? Very good point. In this tweet, we can see there's like cops being called in. Poll challengers have started chanting something. I believe they're chanting, stop the count. And the reason why is because there's no Republican poll watchers. This is going to get chaotic. Maybe it's naive of me to just trust the system. My concern is not about the individuals, because I don't know how you track all of that. There's going to be some volunteers counting ballots. Some of them will probably do dirty things. What do you do? The bigger issue, I would say, is the potential for a standalone complex. If one out of every hundred people does something to benefit Biden or Trump, then that person wins. And it's unfair. It's simple. Ignore the conspiracies. Ignore all of this hubbub. I think Trump's lawsuit and I think if, if Trump wants to file a suit about counting, I welcome it. If Joe Biden does, I welcome it as well. We want to make sure we get a, a clean legal ruling on this. Just please make sure your vote counted. That's it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I got one more segment coming up for you in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. This one has to be my favorite story from the election. All of those Latinos in Florida who voted for Trump and voted Republican are now getting a smackdown from the progressives who say, how dare you? You are not really uh, on our side and you are exhibiting whiteness. Seriously, long Twitter threads from the critical race theory progressive left attacking Cubans and Latinos and Venezuelans for daring to say, dude, yo, we experience socialism. It's not good. We don't want none of that. Remarkably, in what was considered to be a safe Democratic seat in Miami, Republicans, too, have won. This is crazy. You know why? It's really simple. People who have experienced socialism are saying, you know, I don't quite like that. I think it's funny. It reminds me of the durian. You know what the durian is? It's this fruit that smells like rotting corpse. I was in Thailand and there was a sign on the train as like no durian allowed. Why? Apparently it tastes good. Okay. I was told it tastes like a creamy kind of marzipan. I never tried it because you see, you might hear those good things. Oh, it's delicious. You really got to have it. It's, it's so good. And then someone brings it and cracks it up and you go, ah, that's horrible. I don't want to smell that. Although I did have one of those mochi things, mochi things with durian filling. It was pretty good. Didn't smell bad. It was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, so a lot of people who have experienced it know how bad it is. But if you hear the sweet nothings, this is why many people said, I'm voting for Donald Trump. They have friends, they have family members who have fled socialism. Well, here we go. Pro-Trump Latinos now being exiled from the progressive coalition. It's a shame, isn't it? Not only did President Donald Trump win Florida, contrary to the expectations of the perpetually chastened pollsters, but as of Wednesday morning, it looks like he won it by a slightly larger margin than he did in 2016, 51% versus 49. 
This time, he had significantly more support from the Latino community. The president improved his raw vote total in the pivotal Miami-Dade County, likely because he captured a larger share of the Cuban-American vote. Hillary Clinton won the county by a 30-point margin in 2016. With 86% of precincts reporting, Biden's lead had shrunk to just nine points in Miami-Dade County. And Trump had improved his margins among precincts in the county where Cubans make up more than a quarter of the electorate by nearly 14 points. There was a story out of Louisville. Cuban restaurant being attacked by Black Lives Matter. I assure you, they heard that story. They showed up and smashed up. They said, you're going to pay us. You're going to pay our cause. Otherwise, Jimmy, smash, shatter that flower pot. Otherwise, things are going to get bad. You know what I'm saying? Very mafioso. And the guy called it out. He said, my family fled. He fled this kind of stuff. I tell you, man, there are people in these communities. They have friends. They have connections. And I'm sure they all shared that story. A whisper network, as it were. This guy tells his family. Family calls, you know, Abuela down in, you know, maybe in, in South Carolina. She takes a trip to Orlando and she's like, did you hear about what happened? This is crazy. My grandson. Things like that. People talk to each other. They heard this and they said no. Well, of course, now we're hearing that uh, the progressive, the project of the activist left has been to bind all oppressed people together in a struggle against every ism imaginable. I'm not going to read through all these. Latinos in particular are an example of the inherent contradictions and difficulties of this task. To fight gendered language, highly educated and otherwise privileged college activists have asserted that the gender neutral term Latinx, like Kleenex, Latinx, should replace the traditional Latino and Latina. They have won over many in the media, but very few Latinos, just 2% of whom actually like the term. It appears once again, the combination of woke signaling on cultural issues and far left economic views that looks attractive to Oberlin College ethnic studies majors is in fact unpopular with a great many minority and immigrant voters. This is something the Democratic Party will need to bear in mind, even if Biden ekes out a win. Here, here, I stand in solidarity with my Cuban American brothers and sisters, citizens, visitors alike. Let me tell you. And I'm saying visitors alike because this is not about the vote. It's quite literally about the ideology that we would all reject. Now, I am not Cuban. I am not Latino, nor am I Hispanic. But I am, as most of you know, second generation mixed race, which is why I have said repeatedly, I reject the left's proposal. Under Donald Trump, I get to be an American. And that means I can sit down and you hear that song where it's like, I will vote. For Donald Trump. That song's great. I love it. The music. It's like you got Trump going like this with his fists. It's it's amazing that, you know, Trump's dancing to it. I can dance to it and we can respect each other while understanding different cultures. That's like the true rainbow utopia. But it's remarkable that they try and make it seem like Trump is the evil white supremacist when they're the ones who want racial segregationism and will smear and attack these people. And I bring you now the author of the 1619 Project. Again, we see how expertise in race, racism, racial history is an essential but underdeveloped journalistic skill that Latinos, Asian and white votes are split is not surprising. It is the uniformity of the black vote that is exceptional, and it stems from a singular racial experience. There she goes. Latinos, Asian and white voters. You see, that's why I say my Cuban-American brothers and sisters, because 
I think we all understand respecting other people, letting people live their lives, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And uh, we're split on these issues. Sure. Look, I'm not going to assert what life is like for a black person, for an Asian person, for a white person, for anybody. I don't know. I think it's I, I think when I'm told all these things about white people, I say, I got to be honest. I don't have that experience. I didn't grow up in a well-to-do suburb where I went to high school and played, you know, basketball or whatever on the team. I actually grew up dealing with bits of racism here and there. It happened to my family. Of course it did. And I grew up as an American with other people from different parts of the world who were also just American. I say other parts of the world, like uh, I had some friends who emigrated here when they were very young, became citizens through their family, with their family. And, you know, Filipino, Mexican, white, black, Asian, everybody. And we were all just different, but the same. The one thing we had in common where we were all friends was we were just American kids in the south side of Chicago. These people want us to what? Not hang out with each other? Nah, that's messed up. And you know what? Trump supporters reject your racism and your neo-segregationism. My friends, I give you something incredible out of Florida. Take a look at who went for Democrats. The majority of age 65 plus, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but they went for Democrats by an increase of 1.5 points compared to 2016. White, fewer college grads by 0.5%. That's right. White voters in Florida moved to the Democratic Party. But you want to know who moved slightly to the Republican Party? Why it's majority black, why it's majority Hispanic, why it's Cuban neighborhoods. And of course, we see rural, high income, suburban and Obama Trump areas. All in all, Florida moved to the right quite a bit. But let me just stress the real progress. I got to fly in here. The real progressive coalition, in my opinion, is not the far left. The Republicans made several gains in the House through female candidates. That's right. Getting more women in Congress. There's your diversity, right? It's looking like it's really close in Michigan, but John James for the Senate might actually win. I actually think he should for one simple reason. I much prefer veteran politicians than I do career politicians. I don't know a whole lot about John James. It's really close. But he is a veteran who served several tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I think that's somebody who's willing to put their life on the line for this country. And they have definitely proven to me they care more about just becoming a politician and making money. It's not a guarantee. Not every veteran is a good person. But I got to tell you, you give me a career politician who's like, elect me so that I can lay on my back, expose my belly and pour grape juice on my or wine, you know, like hedonism bot or whatever. Eat grapes. Ah. I'm not interested. I know not every career politician is like that, but when I see a veteran, I see somebody who said, I'm going to join up and not every job is a risk of your life. You know, a lot of people don't understand this. There's a lot of people who think everyone who joins the military is like going to risk their lives. There there are people who like, you know, uh, work on computers. You know, there are people who cook food. Not everybody's on the front lines, but a lot of people are. And this guy, John James did. So I tell you what, he may be bringing diversity to the Republican Party. I honestly don't care. What I care is he's running against some like old fogey and he himself is a young and strapping. Uh, I think he served uh, several terms in Iraq and Afghanistan. And that to me shows that he's going to have a strong will. He's going to be calm and collected and it's going to bring great leadership. I think it's similar with Dan Crenshaw. I think Tulsi Gabbard. One of the reasons why I very much supported Tulsi Gabbard is because she is a major in the National Guard. (laughs) It's listen, Donald Trump doesn't have military experience. And I think the commander in chief should. I don't like career politicians. 
um, sometimes you get, you know, sometimes you get what you get, right? Trump's a businessman. He's a tradesman. I, 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 I should say he's a, uh, not a, tr- a tradesman probably is the right word. What I mean is he deals in trade. So he understands how to help the markets. Fine. I accept that. But when I look at the Republican Party right now, the left, the Democrats want a monopoly on diversity, but they've taken it to a dark place. You know what I want to see? I do like diversity. I like diversity passively. I like saying like, oh, yeah, it's, actually, it's really cool. Great. Where God, this flies really. I, I like the idea that we have a diversity as a natural product of our good policy and our understanding of one another and a natural healing of the problems we've experienced in the past. And I think we are working towards that end. So when I see politicians who are winning, who are female or, uh, you know, non-white or whatever, I don't go, I'm going to vote for that person because of the color of their skin or whatever. I say, what are their policies? Do they have experience? That's really cool, actually. That's about it. The left wants the left thinks they can control everything. They can't. And this is an example of it. Majority Hispanics swung 11.5 points for the Republicans and Cuban neighborhoods by 13 points. I say bravo to them. No one is owed your vote that there are people asking me, do you think Joe Jorgensen cost Trump the, the victory in this or that place? No, because people who voted for Joe Jorgensen did so because she was the right candidate for them. And I respect them for doing so. The people who voted for Biden based on his policies, I respect them for doing so as well. The people who vote against other people, I, 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 uh, I'm not going to be mean, but I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of that idea of voting against someone. I voted for Trump because there are things that he's doing that I like. Not perfect. And there are things that Biden has done that I do not like. The people who chose to vote for George Jorgensen have my respect because they looked at her policies and said, I think this is the right choice. Ken Bone said it. And you're not going to you're not going to convince me to shame anybody. If if people choose to vote for George Jorgensen, there's no guarantee they would have voted for anybody anyway. I'll leave it there. The left doesn't care about these people. They care about having a monopoly on diversity. That's it. And they don't actually care about what you think when you finally join the ranks, because if it turns out you don't like socialism, they say, well, you weren't actually part of the progressive coalition anyway. Well, there it is. We're on a roller coaster, friends. There's a lot more to come. We'll see how things play out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.